From Boston, Massachusetts to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between. Talking local and national sports and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. We are back midweek. What's up? Nothing much. Wednesday, uh, the probably one of the most amateur days of the <laughs> year that I feel besides um, New Year's Eve is uh, St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's Irish. Yeah, It doesn't matter day. who you are. You are Irish. It doesn't matter. For sure. But you know what, though? If it's a good time to go out, spend some time with some friends, uh, family, enjoy some good corned beef. Corned beef. You know, and I was so lazy today. I have in the refrigerator and I... <laughs> Didn't even think about it. I bought some Irish bangers, and I was going to make bangers and mash. Bangers? Bangers. But since, but since uh, we're getting ready to uh, head out on a uh, excursion tomorrow, I didn't feel like making anything. <laughs> so, But here we are. Uh, yep. I had my uh, St. Patty's Day meal over the weekend when I made the beef brisket and corned beef burgers. Courtesy of Chef Dave. Yeah, uh, Chef Dave. So I was Irish last week. You're Irish just for one day, right? Just for one day. That's good. Although some think that I'm Irish, but I don't know. We're just mutts, a Sloan. Yeah, well, I'm in the same boat you're in. I'm just, uh, <laughs> it's like they put they put a bunch of shit in a bucket, put a pot, put a paddle in there and start, mixed it around. Yeah, whatever, whatever came out. So during the course of this time, we've been talking about the show and everything like that for this week. or what, One of the things that came to mind is I wanted to, Maybe try to find a, a specific memory that we may have had about St. Patrick's Day, whether it's something personal or something that you saw uh, on the interwebs and mm-hmm. and everything like that. And uh, between us going back and forth, I, I think I think this video pretty much sums up probably the most ridiculous mm-hmm. thing that a news could report. Anywhere, and, and realistically, only in Alabama that I could probably think that this would happen. But it, it, uh, it was a slow news day down there. It was an extremely slow news day. <laughs> so, uh, so let's take a look at this video. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton, in the Crichton area, area of Mobile say, say a leprechaun, a leprechaun is taking up residence residents in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. A leprechaun. A leprechaun. Let me see for Fiends. Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity, Curiosity leads to large, leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. community. Many of you bring binoculars, cancorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it look like a leprechaun to me. I got to do a little bit of treat. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This kills me. This absolutely kills me. It's not a Picasso. Come up with their own theory. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. My theory is it's a shadow from from the other limb. The other limb. He's probably the only the realistic guy out of it. Oh, right. That's a crackhead. This guy. This guy's got all the tricks of the trade. The guy's got a tactical belt. Yep. Don't be afraid, man. 
This guy, this guy, helping to help this guy, he says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He sounds like Dave Chappelle when he's talking. Thousands of years. His great great grandfather, thousands of years. This is Brian, this is Brian Johnson. Johnson. NBC, 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 NBC. Brian Johnson should lose his job. You know what I like? Yeah. I like Brian that. Johnson should absolutely just lose his job for that. Well, I think Brian Johnson probably was like, fuck you. Uh, I'm out. This was the most ridiculous uh, assignment you ever gave to oh, me. Oh, of course. I'm out. Yeah, he, Bye. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> I forgot that there was uh, there was one guy not not too long ago. It was on. Um, I think I saw it on YouTube, but there was a guy who was a traffic guy, and he was standing on the side of the road, dude. Trucks zooming oh. by him, like that, and the lady had said his name wrong. And he's like, "Well, if I'm going to be out here risking my." life talking about potholes at least you could do is say my name right you know <laughs> i mean just some of the garbage stories that you know but everybody it's like starting a job you gotta start your way at the bottom mm. and i guess yeah. chasing a leprechaun that's really hey, not there and why not give it give it to the newbie oh exactly have the guy go to the hood and report on this leprechaun. <laughs> but, but i mean but i mean if you want to go down that rabbit hole you go down the rabbit hole and just look up like like reporters there, there's some stuff that, that that happens live on camera, like the one where the the like the horse fl or the horse fly flew in his mouth, and oh, he like he, he started he started, he started just he was very proper, and then all of a sudden, shit, what the fuck, mother, <laughs> shit, man, I'm, I'm in this bumfuck town, <laughs> just going, you know, but you know that type of stuff. But but you know what though, I tell you that so far this week, today is the uh, first day of the league for the NFL, and. Yep. Uh, as we talked about previously about some of the trades that have already been made. So now it is official paper, uh, pen to paper. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Stafford is now a LA Ram. Yep. And Jared Goff is uh, here in Detroit to uh, lead our Pontiac Pussycats. Yeah. The, uh, the much anticipated trade happening today. Um, you know, no surprises there, but um the Lions have been making some moves, you know. They're calling it a rebuild or a retool. Um, but in the in the same token, they're with the cuts they're making, they're making some good signings. And they're making signings that are gonna really improve the team. Oh, yeah. The some the uh, today the trade for um Michael Brockers. Brockers, yeah. And he's kind of in a little he's yeah. kind oh, of boy. in a little bit of a pickle himself. I mean, uh, you know, and he really didn't I'm not going to say it was a, a – I don't view it as something that would be negative towards Jared Goff, but he had come out and made a statement, and it was kind of more in the lines of, hey, you know, we got Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, it's an you know it's an upgrade. And I think it was more of on the lines of the experience, probably more of a, a veteran presence at a very important position on the field. He makes that comment, mm -hmm. and then he gets traded yeah. to the Lions, and he's going to be in the same locker room as Jared Goff. I, it questions for me. The question is, did he have no idea that he was going to be on the trading block? Because what Detroit gave up for him a seventh round in 2023 sounds like they wanted to run this guy out of town. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, we got him for nothing. I mean, he's a serviceable guy. He, I mean, he he's a good, he looked good. Uh, you know, of course, anybody looks good against you know sitting next to Aaron Donald. But you know, with the Lions, Aquara, and and you know Trey Flowers in a new defensive scheme, you, you never know. And exactly. And again, I hate it, we go back to you throw a linebacker in there that's you know worth a damn. Uh, that that front seven could be something to to think about. But are they rebuilding? You know, it's hard to say. You know, they've definitely made a lot of cuts, uh, necessary cuts. Most of the the players that the former regime brought in, yeah. uh, hit their Patriots, so they can, you know, good riddance. And then, well, true you can, fonts, well, you can't you can't say good riddance to those guys. I mean, those guys. You know what? I don't blame a professional athlete, especially some of these guys towards the end of their careers. Um, they're, you know, what they're like. Okay, I might have maybe a good solid three years left, still serviceable. Mm-hmm. No other team wanted them, but they wanted them and they were willing to pay money. And I don't, I don't blame those guys for chasing money. Yeah, go I, where, go I, where I do, they're comfortable. I, I do, I do not, I do not, you know, it's it, at the end of the day, it's a business. Sure. You know, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. If your team sucks, your team sucks. But at the end of the day, they're just like you and I, mm-hmm. they go to work. Um, obviously they make quite a bit more, uh, C notes than I do, but the thing is, those you can't fault them for. No, and that, that's all no. part of the negotiations, you know. And that's no, but it is what it is. You can't you can't sit there and say it was the regime. The regime brought them in. Well, right. But and there's like, okay, well, fine. If you want to pay me, uh, you know, you want to pay me five million dollars a year to come here and play. Okay, they definitely be, got be, paid because the other offers they were getting were probably like one point five or or two million. They're like, well, uh, for three million more. I, I might as well suck it up towards mm-hmm. the end of my career and go to Detroit. Well, take for example, uh, Justin Coleman just gets cut. They brought him here at, for nine million a season last yep. year, and he, he goes to Miami. I want to say, like, yeah, I think with Miami for like for two point seven five million. So yeah. it just goes to show you that you know. But that's the thing, though. When you're when you're when you're as bad as the Detroit Lions. You got to overspend. I'm not going to say are as were because we're, mm-hmm. obviously we're not. Right. In a, we're not in a. They won't say rebuild or this is a different it's, era. It's a retool and yeah. stuff like that. They had to. They had a. They to get anybody to even look the way towards Allen Park, Michigan, <laughs> was they had to. They had to go like this and open their wallet yeah. up and show them all them. They had to fan the money out for pay that man his money. They had to. They had to. Yeah. They had to pay. They had to pay. Oh, they had to pay, and they had to overpay. Sure. To get, I mean, that's that's the only way well, that that's they. The, that's the only way they made it attractive here. That's the mo with most of the teams here in, in Detroit. You, you got to overpay to get something, but um, right, right now you do. You have to right now. Mm-hmm. You have to overpay to get just to get looks and notices. But there's going to come a point in time where instead of us being like a final destination, we might be of. A first destination for players. Well, when you have you have a coach like the knee biter MCDC, who is you know he's a he's like a Vrabel, he's like a Mike Vrabel type of coach. Yep. Who is you know he's a no nonsense, who's going to be on the football field with these guys. You know you want to go to battle for him. So I think that that alone is going to attract uh, possible free agents. And then on top of that, the guys that are here. You know they're gonna give their opinions of them, like, dude, you want to play for this guy, and and I think that's gonna draw. So you know it's gonna be a process. I I think it's 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 a two to three year. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're, we're out. We're, we're out. We're out. We're I want to say probably for 
everything to come to uh, fruitation or maturity. We're looking at probably uh, two to three years yeah. before we really, before, uh, you know, everything that has been done so far is going to pay dividends, not only for the team itself, but also the fan base. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the thing is, is everybody, you know, everybody says, be patient, be patient, be patient. But then when you, when you look at it, we've been patient since 1957. Yeah. Uh, been rebuilding since 57. But realistically, well, what's another two years when you've already been going on for that long? You know, because the thing that I look at is they're doing the things that Lions fans have always wanted. Yeah. They're bringing in the right people. Oh, for sure. Um, they're kind of listening to what the fans want. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought in John Dorsey, who he was uh, – they, they showed him down at, at, a, at a pro day. I don't know who he was down looking at. But just the simple fact that John Dorsey, who's responsible for basically building the Chiefs, basically yeah. building the Browns, um, the guy, he's a winner. Oh, yeah. And he might be cocky, and, he, you know, he may have worn out his welcome at a couple places. But when you have a first-year GM in Brad Holmes, having that – Backup, having that guy there that's going to kind of teach you the rules. It's, it's having that voice in the room. Yeah, you know? I, it's huge. Even, even it's if huge. even if he goes in into a meeting and sits in the corner and 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 nobody knows he's there, mm-hmm. just his presence in right, that room absolutely. just elevates everybody else around him. And that alone gives me hope that whatever they do with the seventh pick, whatever they do, you know, moving forward, they're going to do with the intentions of making the team better. Building, building the program, building, uh, the, changing the culture, uh, getting away from that Ford family culture, and I and I really think that oh Sheila has done that. So it's exciting. I'm willing to give them the time. Uh, the the moves they're making right now tell me that they're serious about winning. And and you know what they're going to go for it. And I don't think uh, Dan Campbell's going to say oh we're going to throw in the towel. They're going to go for it every single week. And, yeah, there, and, there's a lot of fire and mm-hmm, there's a lot there yeah. when it comes. Just to you know, Dan Campbell's presence, you know, on the sidelines, uh, probably in the meeting rooms uh, with the players coming right. up shortly here, mm-hmm. and then um, just being that guy, and it's really a, a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. and that tenacity that he has. Yep, and uh, you it's know, so and, it's and, so and, different than what we're used to. Oh yeah, and then you know, also you know, some of the signings that they've made, um, you know, then some of the trades that they've made and stuff like that really shows a difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, one guy that they're bringing in uh, on a free agent is uh, Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. the running back that came, is coming from Green Bay. He's coming on a two-year, seven-and-a-half-million-dollar yeah. deal. Cheap. But you know what, though? What, just watch that guy. Just watch. Yeah. I, you know, and it's one of those things is he's not a, he's not a cocky guy. From what I've seen of he's, him, he's got character. He is. He, he is. He's a, he's he, a, he is a character guy. He's going to be a fan favorite around. Oh, here. He, yeah, and exactly. He's gonna, he's a character guy, and I think his uh, his character is something that's going to resonate with in other a, players in a positive mm-hmm. way. Yep. And you know, and I think it's going to be more a, a very motivational sure. for players. Um. Where does that put him at on the depth chart with Swift and everything like that? He'll be. It, I mean, it remains to be seen. But what you are know, they going to do with Carryon Johnson? I, I well, think they like Carryon Johnson. No, I mean Carryon. I, I mean, I, Carryon Johnson has just been a, a, a victim of the injury bug. I mean, ever yeah. since he got drafted, he came out when he got drafted, and he was uh, he was great. I mean, he, well, was, he had injury bug issues in college. Yeah, but so. but when he but when he came, you know, when he came here, uh, you know, he. 
he ran the ball well. I, he still can run the ball mm-hmm. well. I, you know, and, and realistically, I, I look at it from one way. Is he, he didn't get – let's face it. Let's face facts here. In the last couple of years, the Detroit Lions could not establish a run game because of – they were always playing from behind. Yeah. So when you're playing from behind, you're gonna. I mean, yeah. you. I mean, you have, they you, become very predictable. No, and and their and their game planning might have been, you know, 50-50 or, uh, you know, sixty uh, forty uh, pass run ratio. But when you when you go in and you get absolutely, uh, you get torched. Mm-hmm. Right and, out the shoot. Yeah, and, and you're playing from behind. And when you're playing so your from, game plan's thrown out the window. When you're playing from behind uh halfway into the first quarter for the rest of the game, you can't really you can't expect to uh blame, you know, we don't have a running game, we don't have a running game. You know, run the running game is just one facet of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And you had you know, you got a defense, you know, and the defense at times looked really good, and there's at times where it looked horrendous oh yeah you know and it, it really it's just and that's why they call it any given sunday sure it doesn't matter what it sure. is uh you know shit uh they almost they they almost beat the the uh kansas city chiefs you know uh two you know last not, two, two seasons yeah ago. two yeah. seasons ago looking overtime oh yeah i was at that game and <laughs> you know i'll tell you it was electrifying oh i bet and i'm like for me to for for me to go to a lions game it's got to be like Free tickets, <laughs> free parking pass, because uh, that's just I'm, you know at the time that was my that that that's my feeling. That's my I'm trying to keep an open mind with it, and I will. Uh, I'm going to give just like I gave Patricia and Quinn, um, you know, a little bit of a free pass. Uh, um, to to bright, wait a minute. I did. I said it. I said it. Regime. I my apologies. Okay. As my as apologies. You know. As I, long as no, you know, you made the mistake. I did, and I realized that after I said it. Carry on. But. Uh, you know, I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. So, you know, I was kind of like a, but then, you know, it turned sour just like it, like it has, you know? And so, um, but yeah, I mean, bringing in Jamal uh, Williams, who kind of got squeezed out of green Bay since they brought Aaron Jones back. He's, he's Aaron Jones 2.0. He Aaron, can catch, yeah. he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's fast. He's strong. So and I, you know what else he does? He doesn't fumble the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he protects yeah. the ball. And that's Carrion's uh big flaw. But yeah. um so the the offense is shaping up to look real nice. You got you got Hippie Hawkinson uh at tight end. They brought in Hill from yeah. from New Orleans. Now let me ask you this. They brought Hill in from New Orleans and they got Hawkinson still. So some of the rumors I've been hearing as of late, and don't shake your head. Let's, I mean, this is just this is open for discussion. Let's, I, I let's be constructive about this. So a lot of people are saying that if Kyle Pitts is available, that the Lions might take him. So hold on here. I I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of them drafting another tight end, but this I mean this kid's special. He is, I think, you know, and I'll give you that. And I think there is, he's a playmaker. Yeah, he, exactly. He's a playmaker. He's, he's a, it's hard to think if he, what type of tight end he is compared to in the, in the NFL. Um, I think Hawkinson's a little bit bigger. Uh, Kyle Pitts is more of a receiving tight end. Uh, you could even line him up in the slot. And that's exactly what I was going to bring up. I was going to say he could be a guy who would be very versatile. Mm-hmm. 
to that offense because if you have, you know, you say you run a, a, a two tight end offense or two tight ends on a play, you could take him and you can idealistically put him in a slot. I, the reason why I shake my head is because it, it's SOL. It's the same old lines. You, you bring in another tight end. Uh, yeah, this guy is special. He's different. He's, he's kind of a game changer. So if they brought him in, uh, of course, I, I have my opinions, but. Your opinion, your, I mean, let's just state that your, your opinion is you don't want them to take him. And I, and I respect first, that. First glance, no. That, but here's the thing is, I, I agree with you too. Mm-hmm. But then when you, you know, I don't want them to take a, a tight end. A, my personal opinion, if you're not going to take a, a Trey Lance, if he's there, or if you're not going to take that guy who's going to be your your future yeah then yeah. i my my personal opinion you trade down what you find a you find a suitable trading partner you trade yeah. down you try to, you try to get more draft capital for cuz remember this is not a uh you know this is not a sprint this is just no. going to be a marathon it's going to be a long drawn out process here's the thing to look out for and this this kind of goes into our our next point new england uh, let's just say Belichick didn't take Brady winning the Super Bowl very lightly. <laughs> um, grumblings that they're gonna they're looking to move up to get one of the big quarterbacks. Um, I am absolutely in favor of the Lions trading down to get more picks because we spoke on this before. You you the Lions have to build this team through the draft. Yeah, you have you have more you have more filling holes yep, than absolutely. what you really think you have. You're you're not going to get, you know, the 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 top echelon uh free agents coming in. So to get more so if they let's say they, you know, they they trade down and to get an extra pick or two. I'm I'm all in favor. Yeah. Because there's this this draft to me is loaded. And realistically, it doesn't have to be a, a pick in this year's draft. It, they if if well, you move if you move back to twelve, let's just say if you move back to twelve. Yeah. And yep. it, it, with San Francisco, because what if San Francisco wants to move up? Mm-hmm. You know, because and that's what and that's what's nice and intriguing I, about the draft is because for us sitting out here talking about it. You know, every single and I got some buddies that I work with. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about like a like a like a draft scenario? Yeah, those two guys are uh, those three guys, man. You want to talk about you know put it all out on the on a board and be like, all right, look. So if this happens, this happens. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do. This. And that's what's that's what's intriguing about watching like you know the the NFL draft is we can sit here and for us it's all based on mm-hmm. speculation. Like, oh sure, we're well, speculating on if they're gonna. Well, you know who are they gonna. I mean, given we know that who's going to be like number one overall, you know, and be honest with you, number two overall is kind of a toss up. We don't know. To me, what Detroit does depends on who they want. True. If they want the receiver, they're going to stay. If they're willing to move back because they want a particular linebacker that we won't mention, because if you've listened, you know who that is. Um, then they're going to move back, yeah. Because I I do believe he'll be there. So it all depends on really where they're looking. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of teams, and San Francisco is one of them. That it's clear Shanahan does not like Jimmy G. Not that he doesn't like him, he doesn't have a whole lot of faith in him. No. So he's no doubt going to look for his replacement. Mm-hmm. So I agree. There's there's a team that will be hot for a for a quarterback for a potential future franchise quarterback. So there's definitely room for 
teams to move up. Detroit sitting at a good position to where there's going to be at least one, maybe two, if you consider uh, Matt Jones uh, an elite quarterback, available at their position. So, like I said before, it depends on where they want to go. If they're dead set on a on a on a playmaking receiver, they're sticking to it. Yeah. And if they're, you know, eh, and I think the next week or so is going to determine that because if they make a push at one of the few receivers that are available and the market for receivers is is the price has come down well, pretty substantially. You know, so if the Lions bring in Another receiver like a, a TikTok Schuster or or Will Fuller, which would be a nice addition, then that kind of tells you that they're going to go defensive. Yeah, and, and when you you know we're talking about wide receivers right now, Marvin Jones, uh, we God bless him, signed yeah. a, signed a deal. It was a two year, fourteen million dollar, fourteen point five million, I believe, but only nine's guaranteed million down in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that the Lions had lost to Jacksonville, Jamal Agnew. I, you know what, Jamal Agnew. That was a big loss. That is a huge loss because you want to know why? He was a guy. Uh, he could he could flip the field exactly, and he you could know, flip the field. And, and you know he was he was versatile. They mm-hmm. would play him in other yep. you know a lot of different other positions and stuff like that. That's you another could use guy. trick trick plays and just use him as a decoy, thinking exactly. that he, you know he might be on. And he wanted to be here. Yeah, and, and, exactly. You know, and the ev- price tag was too high for for pretty much a return, man. But you know what, though, he, I, but you know, you, uh, I think special teams really sets a tone for a, a football game by sure. And he was mm-hmm. one of those guys. And, you know, I, I nothing but the uh, you know best of luck to him, yeah. the best wishes to him. Uh, he's going down and do. He's going. <laughs> he's going down to a pretty. I mean, minus the fact that Urban Meyer's the head coach, him going down, him there going down to Jacksonville. Uh, it's going to be exciting times down in Jacksonville. That, that is team is that team sure. is shaping up. They're they're putting some pieces together. Good old herbs. But like I said before, like with some of the Patriots that had come in here, uh, Marvin Marvin, he goes to where he's comfortable with Daryl Bevel, the OC. Yep. You know he can he can get right in there. And he you know he made a comment. He wanted to go somewhere and win win now. Uh, I think. Trevor Lawrence will make people forget about Justin Herbert's yep. year last year. He is that kind of a quarterback. Goldilocks is going to come in here in the Jacksonville, and I think from day one he's going to be successful. He's just he's got that football IQ. Yep. And I think uh, Marvin knew that and and saw that going in, knowing being comfortable with the offense. And they're not done yet because they oh, got a lot they of got money, a ton they got, of money. They got a lot of money to, a lot to play of money. with. You know, and uh, you know, one of the guys we're gonna talk about wide receiver. Okay, Marvin Jones. He did. You know, he went to Jacksonville. Uh, you know, wish him nothing but the best. Kenny Galladay, as of today, and as of seven forty-one, uh, he's still a free agent. Yep. Um, which is which is mind-boggling. Uh, you but know, is it? But the th- exactly. So the, you know, here's the thing: is is uh, I I have. Ne- I mean, he is a good wide receiver. I will say oh, that absolutely top ten. He fails. He fails to stay healthy yeah. in this past. He he did not help himself by, by I mean, and by you know, and I've, you know, and I don't know. See, the thing is, I've never played a professional sport, so yeah. I don't know the bumps and bruises that these guys go through. By and I'm never going to claim that I do, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, he got injured uh, this past season, and he really they look at. 
They, when, when a team's going to sign somebody, they look for somebody who's going to be durable and they're looking for longevity. It, and it, over the course of his career, his track record, he has, he has not been able to do that. My personal opinion, uh, he really uh, screwed the pooch mm-hmm. when it comes to um, not taking the Lions offer. My, I would, I, you know what, who was ever given him the advice, uh, it, whether it's his agent or his, his I don't know. Who I think it is. it's, I think it's agent slash, uh, stubbornness maybe maybe well, cockiness it, no you're very well but his agent should have been like look look kenny 18 million eight, you know what kenny, kenny let's do this let's let's take let's take that money mm-hmm. let's let, let let's take the money they offered i'll try to work the deal down to where we're not going to be stuck in a three or four year deal maybe i can get it down to two years but kenny you got to you got to do everything you can do to stay healthy. Yeah, you have to do that. Then that would be the only way that you'd be able to to pull something like that off. I question his heart. Maybe this past year. Yeah. Well, you know, you know he what got though? hurt. He hurt his back. Which, you know, I'm. I will never question his his talent. His athletic uh, ability and yes, talent is there. He he is. You know, even though his numbers are almost. On par with yeah. Megatron, he always went up and got the ball, and I think he punished his body, which I'll give him that. But I think he got hurt the first time, and then oh, I've got a hamstring, and then yeah. oh, I got a hip, and then the hamstring, and he and he only played like six games. And I really think the rest of the league took notice to that, yeah, because we're going into the fourth day of free agency, and he's not signed. So yeah. If he gets 11, 12 million a year, that's going to be seven to eight million less than what the Lions offered. Yep. And it, it just. But then that goes to show you he wasn't interested in being a part of a. A redo. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. I don't think I don't think he wanted to be here. And and my my theory, and this is only my theory. Um, early on when Stafford, you know unofficially went to the Rams. I think he had conversations with McVay about possibly bringing in uh, Galladay, being that he's talented, he's familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that Kenny was like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to the Rams. But hold the fort. You got to have money. And what is the one thing the Rams do not have a whole lot of? They don't have money and they don't have space. draft picks. Yeah, so – uh, I think he put all his eggs in the Ram basket, and it it might turn around and come bite him in the ass. But yeah. we'll see. He's uh, tonight. I just saw on the NFL Network. He he's going to the Giants yeah. for a visit. Which, I mean, I mean, why would you go from? You're downgrading, in my opinion. I mean, why why would you go? Uh, well, you know what though. Here's the thing. Remember what I said earlier in the show. If if there's a guy who knows, hey, I got three years left, I'm going to try to go get as much money as I can. I don't fault him for that. Not at all. Yeah. And, spe- and speaking of other signings that I want to talk about, and I'm super excited about this, the Washington football oh, team. Oh, yeah. Signed my man. Fitz. Fitz Magic. Oof. One year, $10 million a year? It was 12. 12. I want to say it was 12. I think I don't know if it was 10 or 12. Uh, I just I glanced at it and saw it. Folks, um, they're going to win the, the NFC least. Oh, yeah, I for think sure. I, I, I don't sleep on Fitzmagic because the the football team, they've got pieces. 
They've got their uh, defense. They've got pretty good receivers. Mm-hmm. They've got a decent running game, and their defense will keep them in a game. If you if, if they win ten games by three points or less, it's because of their defense. But when you have a gunslinger, I mean Fitzpatrick's a throwback. He's he's a lot like Favre was, and he, you know he might be a little bit like uh, Stafford with minus the accuracy. But I like that. Oh, move. I, I do. I like that move as long as he keeps his beard. Mm-hmm. Oh, the beard's going. You know, and and with uh, you know, we're we're talking about you know the the football team. They're I, um, I stand corrected. Uh, shit, yeah, just corrected me. Uh, one year, ten million. See, I was right. Thank you. We love you guys when you can uh, correct us because you know God knows we're not perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the stuff I, I glance at it and I just try to remember as much as I can. You know, and, and I agree with you, Andrew, 100% of best, best signing of the year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, it's... The camera's right there. You don't have to look up oh, there. Sorry. You can look here, you can look there. Shit, yeah. So, but yeah, no, um, the, uh, you know, the running game, one of the guys that was on the Lions, it was uh, uh, J.D. McKissick. A McKissick, Dude, who, that who guy's led a, the NFL that guy's a battering as running ram. backs. I mean, guy, he, he caught almost 100 ba- balls out of the backfield. That, that guy's a battering ram. I don't care what anybody says. He, he, I mean, he was he was he good. five foot two? <laughs> yeah, he, he's something. But, but yeah, so they so they got they got him. Uh, I love it. I'm, I'm, I, I love it. That's, I'm really, that's a hell of a pick. I don't care who the Cowboys put up there. I don't care who the Giants mm-hmm. put up there. I, I just don't care because they are, they're not – they're not going to win. Uh, sorry, uh, Gonzo, uh, but fuck the Cowboys. I got, Anyways. I got a couple of buddies that are that are Cowboys. Oh, I don't, oh God, it did just make me gag. So since we're talking about quarterbacks, the whole speculation, the whole speculation. <laughs> red Rover, Red Rover. Well, hold on a second. Let's 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 go to the potential trade that we heard. Yeah, Seattle uh, allegedly turned down three. First round picks. Uh, sounds gone. I don't know if it's me, but the sound's gone. I, I think we're good. I'm. That's back. Okay, thanks, Drew. <laughs> but uh, you know they offered. Uh, they they, they <laughs> the Bears offered the farm, the farm, uh, the neighbor's farm, and then their their neighbor's farm. Yeah. They offered three first-round picks, one third-round pick, and two starters. And Seattle went like this. Uh, one of our one of our uh, Twitter followers um, suggested maybe Trubisky was the starter, and, and then the Sea Chicken said, "I'm out." Yeah, I, I, and you know what? And I, I, my my thought behind that is on, on why Seattle turned that down. It's because they're like, look, the Bears are not bad. No. The Bears are not bad. The Bears are they need a, they the, need, the football team they need in a quarter, the North. They need a quarterback. Yeah. So they thought to themselves, okay, if we trade Russell Wilson to them, our return isn't going to be how we would like it to be, where we would be potentially up there in the, in the top 15 picks in those three drafts. You bring in a guy like Russell Wilson – into the fold there. He's going to make you an instant. instant it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be as long as Aaron Rodgers stays upright and healthy, it's, it'll be green Bay. And then it'll be, uh, 
it'll it'll be Chicago well, if they would have yeah. brought them in, and then it would have been a fight for uh, third and fourth place sure. between the the Vikings and the uh, and the Lions. You you put so I I see why they said yeah. I, I'm and I I see why they said no. They're like, well, the re- hey, thanks for the offer, but the return projecting it down the line uh, based on how long they got some of these guys signed for. But, they're like, yeah, we don't. So now. I mean, it, it it was clear they were shopping him. So I think – I don't think necessarily they were shopping. I don't think they were shopping. I think they were like – They didn't deny There it. was a rumor – no, but there was a rumor that came out saying he wants out, he wants out, he wants out. I, I don't buy it. And I think and I think teams are like, oh, shit. Yo. Chicago's like, man, we can get Russell Wilson. Shit, well, let, let's, let's the, go for it. The Saints should have. But, again, the Saints don't have a whole lot to play with. But um, – so now, you know, look at Russell Wilson, which I saw a video of him today. Mm-hmm. He's on his Peloton, and he's literally got five guys, five trainers surrounding him. He's working out so hard. He's breaking Pelotons left and right. He's got a rep for Peloton in his house watching him work out because he's he's gone to a whole nother level with his preparation going into this year. Well, Pelotons are junk anyway. Uh, so. Yeah, but still, it's so just, let's, let's, but it just shows that he's no. he's motivated. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. At this at this time right now, I'm sure there's a lot of NFL football players that are right there that are, are not uh, in the star and the stars of like Russell Wilson that are busting their asses for next mm-hmm. season. I oh, mean, sure. So I mean, it's, well, I think it's probably not any different than some of the other folks that are out there. I think he started the year on fire and then fizzled out. Uh, they need, he needs help. And, and he's got a running game that on paper was good, Yeah, but they could, he can't stay. Chris Carson could never stay healthy. Yeah, He's got a good wide receiving core and everything he's like got that. Metcalf. Yeah. That's it. So he, they need pieces, but who did they bring in <laughs> instead of Russell Wilson? The, the soul, the soulless ginger as my the, brother called him. The human consolation prize. Miss <laughs> <laughs> should be called Mr. Irrelevant. Andy Dalton. <laughs> You know, and here's the knock, though. Let me tell you something. Andy Dalton signed a deal last year with Dallas, and I mean, we'll call it what it is. He's like, I'm signing this deal. I'm going to be the backup. Right, right. No big deal. That guy wanted no part of being a starter. Well, because he was like, he was set. You know what? He was set in. He was probably set in his mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and see, the thing is, with you know, with being a quarterback or football or professional athletes, you got to have a sound. You got to have a a sound mind. In a sound body, he probably had a sound body, but he's probably his mind was like, "Well, I'm behind Dak." He goes, "I might get some snaps when we're up by 42 points. I'll play in the preseason." Hey, I'll hey hey. You know what, guys? We're up this much or whatever. We got the ball back. I'll take those last three kneels if you need me to. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it was. Well, but then he got thrown. He got catapulted into it, and he got his friggin'. Head got his cock clean. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got laid out. And here's the interesting thing with that nobody came to help him up. No, they all walked away. He's laying on flat as a pancake on the field. Yeah, no, and every one of his offensive linemen basically walked away. Yeah, right. So, I'll is that right, a character I, flaw? I'll tell you right, right, right then and there if that if I was Andy Dalton. And that happened to me where you absolutely just get obliterated and not one of your teammates comes up to, to, to lift you, help you mm-hmm. up off the ground. Call them out. I, I wouldn't even call them out. I would, 
when I walked in there at the end of the game, I would have walked through that tunnel. I would have walked right past the locker room. I would have walked <laughs> right to the door, out to my car, and fucking left. Bon voyage. You know what? And I would tell Jerry Jones, kiss my yep. ass. That yeah, that was a that was a pretty, pretty And you know I'm not a Jerry Jones fan. No, not at all. That but that was a pretty uh shitty. I mean, the guy not to mention he just had come back from COVID. So he was yeah. off for like a month, comes back yep. and he gets he gets curb stomped into the ground and you know, no help <laughs> yeah, there. This guy's like hey, but see you later. But uh, everyone's bagging on him. Like Chicago, like the fans are, he's up against it. He's, he's coming into a, a, a pretty tough situation. Uh, playing, he's not going to be, he, he's not going to be the starter. Uh, they're going to, they're going to trot Foles out there. Yeah, they will. They'll trot Foles, Foles, Foles out there. One, yeah, for sure. But then something will happen. Then Foles will be out. And then they, he'll yeah, be back. He only gave him maybe uh, Drew Andy will, will correct me, but I think it was only like three and a half, four million that he got. But, you know, it was kind of a low frill cost for the bears yeah. and, and you know maybe they'll catch lightning in a bottle but uh the fans aren't happy <laughs> that they that no. they uh were hoping for russell and ended up with uh the red rocket but you know what that's 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 life in the nfl yeah and you know let's let's move on i'm starting to get depressed talking about football yeah so we got some uh <laughs> we got some games coming up here so no. oh yeah I think we got uh, playing. Playing starts tomorrow. Yeah, we got some playing. And you know what? I'll tell you right now. I don't watch college. Ba- I don't watch college basketball until probably like the end of February, the first part of March. That's when I really will start honing in and paying it. I got buddies of mine that'll watch it. They'll watch it every day. It's a long season. It is. It really is. And and this know, was a unique season because of sure teams. You know, teams yep. are sitting out for a week or sitting out for two weeks. And yeah, stuff like that. But but it doesn't get exciting until you know right around the start of March, so, end of February. So, in talking about uh, different memorable plays that we had um, growing up watching, and st- and I and I always remember this. I'll always remember this play. Um, it was uh, Duke versus oh. Kentucky. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And this is back when Christian uh, Leitner. everybody hates Christian Leitner. Yep. But I, I'll never forget it. It was at the Philly, it was at the Philadelphia Spectrum, if I'm not mistaken. Who who made the, who threw the pass? Uh I want to say it was uh yeah, it was Grant Hill. Yes. Well, there was two hills on the team. It was Grant Hill and there was yeah. another hill that was on yep. the team. But uh, the future all, piston. All they said was get it to Leitner. That's, yep. I mean, that's all he did. And you know, just I, I watched that thirty for thirty on that guy, and people hate him. But the dude was just like they he was hated pro- him because he wasn't on their team. Yeah, exactly. The, the, he was a winner. So that one was one that really stuck out of my mind. Um, that I remember. I you know I remember sitting in the living room. My you know when I was a kid growing up, I was watching the game with my old man. We're sitting there watching the game, and it was you know seconds left or whatever. And my you know my dad, his family being from Kentucky. You know, it was like, hey, the Wildcats, and everybody hated Duke. Everybody yeah. hated Duke. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if 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 Mike Shashevsky came in and gave you a million dollars, said root for Duke. They'd be like, no. They'd be like, they'd be like, especially oh. in Kentucky. We'd be like, uh, Mike, uh, with all due respect, 
eat shit. Hey, Mike, with a stupid last name, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, so, and this is one that we both agreed on that was pretty special, and this was a couple years ago. Three years ago to the date. Yep. And it's inbounding. So the pass is going to come from Livers. He rifles it right in front of us to Abdul-Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! A freshman has won it for the Wolverines! That was, uh... That was heartbreak. No, so I, I just want to point this out real quick. So let me let me get let me get out the video here real quick. So if you look at the stunned fans of Houston, the the absolute stunned because they dominated that second half. Michigan had that game. Michigan controlled the first half, and Houston absolutely dominated about nineteen minutes of the second half. And Michigan went on, uh, you know. A, their typical tear beeline run at the end of the game and took the lead. Then Houston retook the lead with what was it, you know, four seconds left. And, you know, as a fan, I remember watching the game just like ugh, a second round. Yeah. Out in the second round, high hopes that they had. And, and this is what we're going to end up with. But so you looked at the, at the Houston fans in shock. You look at the players in shock. So, they experienced the same exact feeling as Michigan fans did when they had the trouble with the snap. <laughs> Stop. So we just got a we got an update here right now. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Andrew Latin told us that Matt Prater has signed a two year deal with Arizona. So they're loading up. They're loading up. Well, that means the. Well, you know what though. Matt Prater, thanks for those years you had, but yeah. this last year you couldn't hit a fucking no, field goal. He, he you couldn't hit a fucking extra point. The the one thing you could guarantee he was going to hit was a fifty, and, and you know he was 50-50 from fifty or more. So, I mean, I'm not. That's uh, that's one that he's a good kicker, yeah, but he's a kicker, yeah. And I know Pat McAfee would, would uh, disagree with me, but I, I, they can get another kicker. I mean, whatever. All right, let's get back to NCAA. Right. Yeah. Back to it. All right, so um, who do you think will be the uh, first number one seed to lose in the tournament? Mm, well, <laughs> I did my bracket, and to me, the, the first number one that's going to lose, I think it's the number one overall, it's Gonzaga. Um, you really think so? I do, but it's it's going to happen. I, I, I've got them going um, to the Elite Eight. Uh I I was going through the, my bracket today. There's a lot of good teams. There is. This 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 tournament is absolutely loaded. Um, and it's the tournament. You just never know. And but yeah, I I've got Gonzaga. I the, for a little while I thought it was going to be Michigan, but I I really do think that Juwan's going to get them going. He's going to have them ready to play and yeah uh, so i and they don't necessarily have a horrible run no, to the elite eight I, that, I, I, yeah I, I you know i looked at that and they've they not not that any region is easy but i i think michigan's probably 
you know, the least path of resistance. Right, absolutely. Really. Yeah. So I do think that they're going to go far. I'm um, eating the, the, the maize and blue cornbread and I got them winning it all because I think they've got their losing out of them. And Isaiah will be back at some point, which will help them. Um, and I think some of their bench guys got enough experience in the big 10 tournament they got that kind of like big stage feel that I think it's going to really help them. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the, the zags are going to be uh, knocked out. And, you know, and, you know, I, I think Michigan's going to make a deep run. I'm, I'm still on the fence on whether or not they're going to win it all. They'll probably make it to the final four. I will say that. Um, but they're also the team that I would, I mean, let's just say I'd like to see them go to the final four. However, I feel but, that. <laughs> however, I feel that if anybody was going to lose first out of the out of the number one seeds, it's going to be Michigan. Well, Vegas thinks that too. They they you know they did say they did agree that they were a one seed, but they said they're the most uh, vulnerable vulnerable yeah. of, of the four. Um, and, you know, and, and and it's and it's not like they can't. You know, I think they peaked too early. I really, I think that you know they they peaked too early. Maybe the case, and um, them not having livers is going to be a tough for them. Losing in the semis it could be a two two prong for Michigan. Uh, one, so close, but yet so far. Yep. Um, so that hunger and number two, give them a couple extra days rest, which oh, it, which you it know helps. It yeah, helps. It, it, yeah, it does help. I think, um, I think you know, and everybody is like, "Well, Michigan State, this time, it's March." I'm sorry, but uh, as much as I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Spartan nope. guy, but I, but you know what? Though? I'm not going to sleep on them. I'm definitely, um, I think th- they're playing UCLA in the first round game. What a what and, this and, this must be. This is probably the the biggest playing game matchup in the history of the playing games. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got to stand up. UCLA, Michigan State. Um, yeah, I agree with you. When when the tournament time comes, Izzo, he just has the knack. He does. And, and I've got him going. And I've got him going pretty far. If, if I might, I think I've got them going into the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16. Um, they have the ability. Again, anybody in the tournament has the ability especially this year mm-hmm. to make a run it, it, all bets are off i mean everyone's same record and knowing that it, really everyone's betting against Michigan. your your season starts right absolutely. you know your season you know uh, you know when it comes to the when it comes to it uh, you know you you played a bunch of exhibition warm-up games to get you into that selection yep. and then mm-hmm. the season really starts now I, I, I i'm a big fan of the um uh i'll i'll a fan of them, how they're doing the bubbling and they're going to play all the games in Indiana. And what I think that's going to do, it's going to be tough on the players because it's when you're in the NHL, when you did in the NHL, you know, those guys get paid a lot of money and they, and they had a lot of perks and NBA, same thing. Those guys had a lot of perks. I don't think that the collegiate players are going to get said perks. So I think it's going to be a little bit tougher on yeah. on them. Um, but they're basically I, but locked I, in their hotel rooms. But I like that for the simple fact that we're 
we're planning on not having any stoppages. You know, Yesterday, it's going to be it's going to be where we're going to get in there and everything like that. Uh, Derek said that uh, the first uh, number one to be gone will be uh, Baylor. It could happen. It could happen. It definitely could happen. Um, the the um, I lost my train of thought. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, but the thing about it is, it's it's these kids. You know, how bad do they want it? You oh, know? and and I don't it, necessarily think it's a how, how bad do they want it. I think it's you know it's going to take it's it's it's, it's going to be a it's like I said it, it you know it's a mental grind and it's a physical grind. So they're yeah. going to have to overcome the 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 mental grind of like sure. all right, hey we just won a big game. Um, going back to my hotel room. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And uh, these kids are used to, you know, going back on campus and whatnot. But there's a goal. You're there for one reason, and 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 it's to to win the championship game. But what I was thinking before was yesterday at six o'clock was the deadline, and no teams had any issues. So yeah. every team, because there was four teams that were on kind of like standby, mm-hmm. no issues. So. That's good for the programs, and I oh, think yeah. that's good for the NCAA tournament. Um, so obviously, we we you know who the number one. Who do you see as a sleeper team? Have you have you thought about that? I, my sleeper team is going to be Michigan State because I mean, but they got the thing is is uh, the, it's not going to be an easy game for them going against UCLA. But I think that uh, you know it just. It's Izzo. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. I, you know, like you know, as much as I don't like him, you know, I just I think that that's going to be uh, the X factor on my sleeper. I think if they come out and they handle their business uh, against UCLA, they they have a damn good shot. Here's my sleeper, and I don't think they're going to go too far, but I. It's very intriguing, and they were kind of the Cinderella story two or three years ago. It's it's Loyola Chicago. Uh, they're going to have Sister Jean, who's 101. Uh, they're they're oh. ranked pretty high. I was surprised when I was going through the brackets. I saw how high they were ranked. Oh I, I see them getting uh, winning two games, and they're going to play the Fighting Elini, I believe, in the the round of 32. Yeah, and. Um, you know they're going to give them a fight, but it that team intrigues me. That de- team definitely intrigues me. Um, so we'll see. I think Sister Jean gave them gave them a boost when when uh, when <laughs> a couple years ago when she was at every game and she became like the uh, the rally monkey monkey or who what was that the the rally goose rally goose the here goose. At, at the uh, the Copa. But yeah, so I think uh, the. Uh, Loyola Chicago will be. Derek said his sleeper is going to be Alabama. Was that Alabama the musical group or is that the <laughs> basketball team? Is, I, it, is it the football team? Is Saban coaching basketball now? Let me tell or you, what's the, going on? The SEC, uh, not just a football conference. It seems they they yeah. really SEC regular season conference turn. Yeah. yeah, they uh they were ranked, I believe, number five in the country, and and I don't know if they're a sleeper team, you know, because them in Arkansas really made a lot of noise. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's it's going to be fun to watch uh, the the playing games start tomorrow night, um, and then the the tournament round one starts on Friday, and 
round ones and two will go to uh, Monday. So the, the days are a little different. And then next week it's Saturday through Tuesday. So it's, it's a little bit different, but nonetheless, it's going to be exciting to watch and, and, you know, you can do a bracket all day long. What's the percentage? Has anybody ever got a perfect bracket? I mean, oh. I mean the, the percentage is probably you hoping that for that five hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. I can pay pay this bad boy off and get 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 some extras. Pay my house off too while you're at it. <laughs> well, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That is what it is. <laughs> so anyway, all right, we're running up against the clock here, yep. but uh, you know, um, we are going to try our damnedest um, this weekend to maybe do a broadcast somewhere. Don't know if it's entirely going to happen, but not in the state of Michigan. Yeah, so uh, we're heading down to uh, South Kakalaki. Yeah, heading down to South Carolina for uh, for an extended weekend, spend some time with some family, and um, I'm. There will be some video. Yeah, well, we're going to take so some video. We're and- going to go to some breweries and some some barbecue places and. Yeah. We're going to bring that that stuff to you guys. It might be a couple of weeks by the time we, we get back and do the f- film editing and stuff like that. But yeah, that's one of the things. And it's kind of uh, kind of showcase kind of how we did the, you know, the butchery mm-hmm. where just go in and, you know, we don't have a huge uh, uh, cult following in South Carolina, but I think mean, what two, but I, I, I don't think we have those, <laughs> we I don't have those. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll figure something out. But uh, anyway, so yeah, um, I'm excited to uh, get back. We, uh, if oh. not, if not this week, maybe next and, uh, Wednesday. We'll stimmy, stimmy, stimmy hit. Oh, the stimmy which, hit, which is going to uh, send us into a, a, a different direction. Well, let's let's not let's not get to the uh, let's not get to that just yet. Let's uh, we'll just say let's uh, hold that one tight to our chest. Yeah, there's some good things happening. Uh, yeah. Some good quality things that uh, yeah. you guys will definitely notice uh, here within the next couple weeks, I would say. And uh, Okay, fine. I'll tell everybody what we're doing. Yeah, you can't keep secrets. So what we're doing is we're, we're combining our stimmy money, our Biden bucks. Our Biden bucks. Tom's going to Thailand to complete the the change. Uh, I'm going to become fluent in ping pong. He's He's his nickname or his name is going to be, I don't even know. I can't even say it. Oh, you're the punchline. Exactly. You, you just, you yeah. just uh, mangled the punchline. I did. I did. I, but am, no, I am not having a sex change. No, so yeah. if that's what you were uh, yeah. insinuating, that's that, what we're that, doing. Uh, I, I would need to have children uh, to get me an extra 1400 Biden bucks to uh, make that happen. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't claim my dog. So, yeah. But no, well, we're gonna hopefully uh, get a couple uh, things going to uh, boost the production value of mm-hmm. the show, and um, we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, on that all note, right. it's uh, it's been real. You guys have a uh, you guys have a good one. Uh, be safe. Be well. Don't do anything dumb. And if you're drinking, do not drive on this St. Patrick's Day. Thank oh. you for listening to another episode. And you guys of have a good Easy one. Speak. We're out. Speak we're out. Easy three thirty. You can catch us every week at iLogicMedia.com.